This week on Inside Motorsport, we look at dampers. You'll find out what that means, and I hope you'll stay with us. Well, joining me on the line is Oscar Fionotto from Super Shots. And Oscar, an interesting business to get into, uh, developing dampers for all sorts of different vehicles. And I guess the first question is, where did that interest come from? Um, well, thanks, Craig. So, look, initially, um, my uh, passion's always been uh, motorsport, and um, I was uh, fortunate enough to work with some very good teams um, at an, on an engineering capacity, and um, was lucky enough to work with uh, several high-profile teams globally, and um, through that was able to see um, a lot of the suspension or damper systems used in various forms of motorsport. Um, and as an engineer within a team, I developed a lot of experience and knowledge in tuning various brands um, of dampers and that gave me a really good understanding of weaknesses and strengths of each brand. So this prompted me to obviously pursue development within those brands. So we were looking at trying to um, improve the efficiency of a particular damper. We, at the time, there were no rules in regards to what you could do with dampers, so therefore I'd often design my own parts and then retrofit them to those brands. And we had some successes, some failures, but mostly we were learning. And as I learned further and further, I, um, I was able to um, put together a very um, detailed document that's uh, outlining what I would need to do to, um, to make the ultimate damper or to produce the ultimate damper. And then um, I uh, came up with the very first iteration of uh, the Supershock product. Back in 2004, I had met um, a businessman at the time, Kevin Weeks, who was very interested in the product, and he wanted me to test it on his cars. And um, we did that with tarmac rallying and circuit racing. And because he had an array of test beds, we were able to um, fine-tune the product on his uh, vehicles, and um, that then led me to um, want to um, pers keep pursuing the development of the product on um, other platforms. So the idea came purely about through um, myself as an engineer working in, in various race teams, fine-tuning and trying to, um, I guess, come up with the ultimate most efficient damper package we could of the brands that were there at the time. Mm. In that late 80s, early 90s was when the first of the the dampers that you could pull apart, they weren't a, a completely sealed, welded unit, which basically meant you had whatever you bought from the supplier. They put a screw top on them, basically, and started selling you shim packs and, and different, uh, different uh, pistons. Is that... When you started cutting your teeth, is that where you started going, gee, there's so much time that can be made from getting this right, I'm going to specialise into that part of the engineering cycle? Look, at the time, you had there was very limited choice when you're talking um, uh, early 90s, late 80s. So 
you had the Bilstein product, which was at the time probably market leader, also the Coney product. And the Coney product was always adjustable. Both were tunable. Um, they didn't have, well, the Bilstein at the time didn't have external adjustment. Um, the, um, the Coney was external adju- adjustment, had an external adjustment, but was, was more of an emulsion style of a damper. Um, uh, ra- whereas the Bilstein unit was a pressurised system. And um, most of the teams were um, using Bilstein because they found that um, they had a little bit more response. But in order to... You could still service them, but yet generally most of the teams used to send them back to the dealer and um, they would say, oh, they're, they're too stiff or they're too soft or whatever, or it's under-damped or it's over-damped. And, and really all the development, particularly in Australia, was done... Offsite, and um, and that was that limited the learning capacity for the teams because they didn't really have the opportunity to experiment themselves. Um, because as you say, they were whilst they were um, they were not easily um, uh, tuned with sh- um, shims and pistons. If you had the correct equipment, you could. So that's when I decided to do it myself, and I actually made. Um, or manufactured the correct equipment. So, um, and, and that's how I cut my teeth. Um, I uh, up until I guess early two thousands, I was um, I was learning myself on on dampers. Mm. Obviously, to take that leap and start building your own shocks from scratch or dampers from scratch, it's it, it must have been a huge uh, a risk that you and and uh, your family were all thinking about taking because. The question always is, there's so many different cars out there, there's so many different race products out there or racing vehicles out there, but there's not one damper that goes across them all. You, you obviously had to focus a market and then really focus and, and just say we're going for this market and then adding more and more range to it as success grew. Yeah, um, well, you know, there was a lot of risk. There's no question about that, but I believe... And- in life, you need to take risk to be successful, and you don't hear, unfortunately, you don't hear of the people that fail. Um, you only hear of the success stories. But I can tell you that, um, you know, to use the expression "putting your balls on the line," we certainly did that. And I think that um, throughout my um, and 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 I, you know, I was fortunate where I did have a fair bit of success in the development phase, um, and. I guess we, we, we took the time to understand the product better. Rather than just going in there blind, I really made sure that I, I, I did as much research as I could um, on, on the philosophy of damping rather than guesswork or rather than trial and error. So that enabled me to produce a product which was world-class and had results pretty much straight away. Um, and through that, I mean, a lot of people probably don't know, but I, I did a lot of the damper tuning for Supernova Racing in the UK where we won the championship with Sebastian Bordet. Um And, um, you know, we did dampers in German GT3 and, and and even Formula One. So we, I was fortunate where I could see, at the time, best of the best. And, 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 and um, I, um, as I said before, I, I, I researched... Before I 
I went and um, tipped all this money into it. I um, I did my research just so that I could satisfy myself that whilst it was a, a huge risk and leap of faith, that I knew I, it was calculated. I knew that our damper would be very efficient and that it would produce results. And particularly with cars that with that um, limitations on tyre um, and aerodynamics, the damper had a bigger influence on performance. Um, one of the other things that we learnt is that we could also have success by understanding driving styles because particular drivers respond differently to different characteristics in dampers. And that also gave us a little bit of a level of competition because we did do our research and we were able to react quickly. So when a team or a driver was testing it, we could make changes, um, remanufacture um, the, the, the physical um, constraints within the, within the damper, if you like, um, to, um, to suit that particular team or the particular tyre or whatever it may be. Um, in order to get the result. We were always about results, um, and, um, and that's, that's how it sort of took off. Thanks for joining us on Inside Motorsport. This week we have more with Oscar Fiorano from Super Shocks next week on the show. Until then, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.